The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today we are in part four of our series, Full Recovery. You're like, part four? Where have I been? That's the question. Where have you been? But you can get part one to four for free online. I mean, if you check the podcast, um, um, it's it's there. And um, you'll be up to speed. The conflict in the life of the contemporary believer is usually the emphasis on the natural or the emphasis on the supernatural. So we have um, a group of people that says the natural is irrelevant. Just let's focus on the supernatural. And they discover very quickly that it is in the natural that you pay your rent. It is in the natural that you feed. It is in the natural that... So, you have to engage the natural. And those that focus on the supernatural on the natural and, and say, oh, forget about the supernatural. The supernatural is, doesn't make us use our brains. You know, we are strong and intelligent people, you know, um, who needs um, the supernatural anyway. They will soon discover that there are things that if the supernatural does not intervene, the natural is in trouble. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And, and you see, the, you see the, the beauty of the Christian work is this. God has not told us to choose one. So why, why are we in this unnecessary debate? on whether Christians should work or work hard. If you don't work hard, then you're a bastard. You're not a Christian. Because your father works hard. Praise the Lord. If you don't think something is wrong with you, because God is a strategist, look at the heavens, and it will tell you how imaginative our God is. Something is wrong with that. Again, if you don't operate in the supernatural, something is wrong with you. Because Jesus says, these signs shall follow them that what? That believe. So, as a believer in Christ Jesus, and you don't have signs following you, something is wrong with that. Today, I'm praying that if you have been quashokored towards just the natural, or you've been quashokored just towards the supernatural, God will give you full recovery today. And you'll be fully loaded and balanced in the mighty name of Jesus. Examples are a lot in scriptures. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she conceived supernaturally, but she still had to go nine months. She still had to be subject to the natural process. So we see the natural and the supernatural, they are not actually in conflict. They are supposed to be 
in tandem. That is supposed to be the normal Christian life. You are supposed to get to the workplace and show them what creativity can be and be the best for your God. And also, when, when, your, when your boss is, is, is ill, I've told you the story before, you know, I used to have a boss that, you know, all you born again people, you know, and all that. So there was a time he was having a splitting migraine, you know, and by the grace of God, because I was, I'm not saying this because it's missing, I was like one of, I'm just being humble by saying one of the best staff. I was actually the best. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, I'm not boasting. You are what you say you are. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, I had access to him, I, I had, I mean, he respected the quality of my work, even though he didn't respect my faith at the time. And I said to him, Oga, this migraine, it can go in the name of Jesus. It's very difficult to see somebody that's going to real pain, to reject. <laughs> okay, okay, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. <laughs> so we prayed in the name of Jesus, and the migraine, boom, disappeared. Praise the name of the Lord. And today, he's born again. In fact, he's a pastor. The point is this. You have to show up at the workplace complete. You have to show, everywhere you show up, you should be what? You should be complete. Representing your father. So, to be successful, you must learn how to navigate both the natural and the supernatural. You must learn how to navigate both the natural and the supernatural if you are going to be truly successful. And the way God works is this. God wants you, God desires, God takes pleasure when you are fully developed and, and manifesting. You are in charge of the natural. You are in the charge in the supernatural. God is saying, that's my girl. That's my boy. It gives God pleasure. A lot of pleasure. And today, God will cause you to recover all. Amen. You will experience full recovery. Amen. We explained in the earlier parts of the series that to recover is to return to a state of health, of mind, and strength. To recover, we said, was to find or regain your possession Again, something that was stolen or lost. To recover is to regain control. You've lost control, but you are going to regain control today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. To recover is to secure profit. To secure. To recover is to make up for a loss in time in position, and in funds. That is what it is to recover. But you see, sometimes you can look at a situation, and the situation looks so impossible. You look at it, you're like, how can this ever recover? How can this ever recover? But you see, you are serving a God that specializes in doing the impossibilities. So when you have such a situation, 
Congratulations. You're a candidate for a miracle. Praise the name of the Lord. You're a candidate for a miracle. Ezekiel had such a situation in Ezekiel 37 verse 2. When the Lord led him through the valley of bones. I says the valley was covered with bones. It says, and they were, they were scattered. The bones were scattered everywhere across the ground. And they were completely dried out. That's a hopeless situation. They were not just dead. They were rotting. They were not just rotting. They were past rotting. All the flesh had been eaten up. They were not just skeletons that had some marrow. They were dried up. They were not just dried skeletons. They were scattered all over the place. It looked like an impossible situation. And through that impossible situation, God raised an exceedingly great army. You, in the name of Jesus, will experience full recovery. So, what to expect? There are implications of full recovery. I I just just need to tell you, so in case this is beginning to bust forth in your life, don't feel strange. It's normal. It, it, It means you are experiencing what? Full recovery. That's just what it means. What to expect? What are the implications of full recovery? Number one, lost grounds will be gained. Lost grounds will be gained. Everyone that has lost grounds in your health, in your finances, in your marriage, in your destiny fulfillment, you will gain those lost grounds in the mighty name of Jesus. And you know, you, you heard the man, I don't know if it's a man, the testimony earlier on, the anonymous testimony. Now, I don't know, 90 million naira is still a lot of money, right? If you're in debt of 90 million naira, that looks like a dry bull situation. Like a dry bull situation. And, and, and he said, with one transaction, God wiped it out. And the person may be sitting beside you now. You don't know. Don't look to your side. Don't look to your side. Look straight. <laughs> look straight. But the, the point is this. When God gives his word, it is our responsibility to plug into what God has said. If you believe what has been spoken, you will see a performance of what has been spoken. Amen. And one of the ways of connecting, believe me, that's how the supernatural works, to the supernatural is with your vocal cords. So, for instance, if I say you will have full recovery, you connect with your vocal cords. When the heavens and the earth was without form and and it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, God had to speak. Very powerful. Your voice is very powerful. Very, very powerful. So we see Recovery of lost ground. Everyone in this place that has lost ground, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will recover. 
Psalm 105, verse 37 says, The Lord brought his people out of Egypt. The prayer we prayed. Loaded with silver and gold. And none of them stumbled. Amazing. If you have the video, you, you, you understand the background to this story. These people have been in slavery for 130 years. Their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, they have walked and walked and walked and nothing has happened. They were not paid. They were building other people's cities. And in one day, in one day, God paid them the wages of 430 years. In one day. In one day. There are some of us, we are working. But what we are getting has not been commensurate to what heaven wants to give us. Not only are you going to regain it. Listen. The good things that your father, your forefathers, the great-great-grandfather has done and has not enjoyed, you are going to enter into it in the name of Jesus. Recovery of ground. So that's the first thing to expect. That's the first thing that's going to hit you as even as you sit in this service. The second is this. You will be the talk of town. I'm just warning you in advance. You can take it as FYI. Don't feel strange. If they don't talk about you for good, what, who else should they talk about? Who else? In fact, if they are not talking about you, something is wrong. In John chapter 9, verse 8, I mean, the beautiful story when Jesus healed the blind man, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, he was, he was. Others said, no, it just looks like him. You see, you, God will transform you so much. That your neighbors, your neighbors, the people that see you every day, will look at you and say, no, no, that's not her. In the name of Jesus. And the man says, yes, I am the one. I am the one. I am the one. It's just FYI, you will be the talk of the town. Can you take it? Then receive it. Psalm 126 verse, from verse 1 says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, God will restore your fortunes. In the name of Jesus. We were like those that dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations. So it's going beyond your neighbors to the nations of the earth. The Lord, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and 
we are filled with joy. Hallelujah! The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. The Lord has done great things for us. We are not apologetic. The Lord has done great things for us. We are rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are not hiding it. You see, if you are even able to hide it, it's not great enough. It's still, it's still, it's still small. The notion that you have to apologize because you are great. Listen, you're going to die in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. You hold nobody any apology. None. <laughs> you know the way we are, the, um, our culture, our culture is so repressive, it's unbelievable. You know? So because somebody is uh, seven years older than you, does it mean that you can't be greater than the person? So you are greater than the person. The person is saying that, come and stay under my feet because when I was seven, you were one. Story? Story, story. <laughs> Check the scriptures. God never goes by age. He doesn't. God goes by purpose. He says everybody that set his heart to seek him is found of him. God goes, God rewards the heart of men. Not the numbers of their age. That's what God rewards. So, get ready. Just warning you. Doing my job. FYI. You are going to be the talk of the town. Yeah. Number three. Sicknesses will not only be healed. Bodies will be made whole. Yeah. Sicknesses will not only be healed. Bodies will be made whole. Yeah. There's someone in this place you're struggling with your sight. Before this service is over, you will see clearly. Yeah. Someone in this place, you're struggling with a. Looks like a child. Maybe your child. You're struggling with that child. Concerning that child, God will fill your mouth with laughter. Amen. Concerning that child, God will fill your tongue with singing. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So get ready. Implications. Okay, let's give you all a big hand. You want to do that? That is in order. Implication of full recovery. You know, oh, this one is very interesting. The last shall be the first. When I was preparing for this, as when the Holy Spirit said to me this, the last shall be the first, and I said, okay. What said next, that kind of shocked me, it said, tell them. I was like, okay, what's the vision of that? I'm going to tell them anyway. I'm the one going to preach. You know what? The, the, the beauty of this is this. If God is saying, tell them, in other words, the same to you. You think you are last right now. Write it down. You are going to be first. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You think, you think there, 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 there some, there's, there's man, some men, man. Your wife has, has put you aside, has rubbished you. 
See, the same woman is going to be dancing around you. <laughs> Just be humble, be humble. Be humble. Don't repay evil with evil. Is that, is that a good thing? <clears throat> be humble. Because God is going to turn your fortune around. She will be blessed, though. Nothing will happen to her. But you will be ten times wealthier. At least. Ah, so much. Stay in line. Let's stay, let's stay on course. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. Daniel 4, 17. It says, For this has been decreed by the messengers. It is commanded by the holy ones. So that everyone may know that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses. Even to the lowliest of the people. You may think you are in a low position today. God is going to lift you up. Because he doesn't need permission from anybody. He rules in the kingdoms of men. He rules in the kingdoms of, of men. God will lift you up. Yeah. Just cooperate with God. Say to your neighbor, cooperate with God. Cooperate. My sister, my sister, my brother, my brother, cooperate. Just cooperate with God. This season will not pass you by. Yeah. You will experience full recovery. I know there's a lot of things that I'm saying, and there's a lot to say amen to, but I don't think you should get tired of saying amen. <laughs> you know, this service is not, uh, it's not every Sunday we, we have service like this. Every Sunday, God does amazing things. Praise the name of the Lord. But this is a super special service. Super special service. And as I hear I speak, just believe God. Is that okay? So we look at the principles of full recovery. Four of them. And we proceed from there. Principles of full recovery. Thank you. Number one is the principle of repentance. The principle of what? Yeah. Principle of repentance. Daniel chapter 4, now we read. Again, I'm going to give you an assignment, homework. You know, God says, Pastor, every time you come to church, you're giving us homework. Yes, I'm like Eggmaster. Homework. When you get home today, today, please, read Daniel chapter 4. The whole of that. Just, you know, just. Why you are eating your pounded yam and a goosey soup, you know? <laughs> just, just be reading Daniel chapter 4. It is Nebuchadnezzar's own testimony that he wrote to all the kingdoms of the earth about this God that sits in the heavens and does as he pleases on earth. So Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. God showed him. God is merciful enough to let him know. He showed him the dream. Really, looking at the dream, it was pretty straightforward, but did he understand it? 
And he called Daniel and he said to Daniel, Daniel, the spirit of the God is in you. I know you can interpret this even though my magicians cannot. Tell me the dream. When Daniel heard the dream, for a while Daniel could not speak because of the weight of the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar had to encourage him and said, no, don't worry. Talk. Just say it. Give it to me. I can take it. Daniel says, to Nebuchadnezzar, may this happen to your enemies. And told Nebuchadnezzar, this is what the Holy One has said. Nebuchadnezzar, you are the tree. You have spread abroad. If you don't repent, the messengers have been sent to cut you down. Please, O oh God, repent. So that you don't have to chop grass. Because it was part of the prescription. So that you don't have to chop grass. I mean, if, if you, had, you had a dream yourself. It wasn't like Daniel had a dream came to tell you. You had it yourself. The guy just came to interpret it. And you knew it was the right interpretation. Is that not enough for anybody to repent? I, I think so. But I discovered that some people, except they eat grass, they will not repent. Everybody that is resisting your destiny, that refuses to repent, we eat grass. Yeah. <laughs> Common sense warrants to back off. But not Nebuchadnezzar. Month one, month two, month three, month four, Month five, by six months, he probably felt, mm, all these spiritual people, there's nothing, nothing. Month seven, month eight, month nine. <laughs> you know, God is a dangerous God. Very dangerous. Month 10, month 11, month 12, was on the top of the building, looking at the city. And his eight head man. You bring God come on top roof. Man. Now go. His form changed. The Bible says that his understanding was replaced by the understanding of an animal. And he walked out of the palace and he ate grass for seven seasons. Seven years. At the end of seven years, God, you know, God is just amazing. Wanting to show that he's God. Restored it to him. When Nebuchadnezzar came to his senses, he says, and I lifted up my eyes to heaven, and I acknowledged that the Most High sits on high and rules in the affairs of men, and he gives it to whomever he chooses. He says, then my senses came to me. But you know, because God is God. The Babylon was number, like the world power, superpower, 
Nebuchadnezzar was the king. He was in the bush for seven years. And when he came back to his senses, his kingdom was still intact. God restored his kingdom, his advisors, his throne, his wealth, his wives. I just want to let you know that there's no vacancy in heaven. Everybody would have two doors of repentance open. The door before the grass and the door after the grass. You can take anyone. Anyone. I, I always choose to take the one before the grass. <laughs> I say to God, I don't want to chop grass. So I beg, have mercy on your boy. If you don't take the one before the grass, another one is still after the grass. All hope is not lost. But you see, some people, even after the grass, they, won't, they still won't take it. It's not a guarantee, actually. Because some people just die like animals. But you will not. Amen. You will be wise. Amen. You will take the first door Amen. before the grass. Amen. He was fully restored. Verse 37 of Daniel 4. He says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven. Should have done that some years ago. Because everything he does is right. And all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride is able to humble God hasn't lost the ability to humble anybody that works in pride. So, you want to be fully restored, and I pray in the name of Jesus, today you will be fully restored. Amen. Principle number one is repentance. Some of us need to repent. You need to. And you will today. And you'll be fully restored. Amen. Say like me. Everybody say, I don't want to chop grass. Lord. <laughs> I always love to go. I'm sorry. You know, it's just amazing. No grass, oh God of heaven. There's no point. There's no, there's no need. Just tell me I'll do it. Principle number two. Principle of intercession. Principle of intercession. Principle of intercession. Job 42, 7 to 10. Job 42, 7 to 10. It says, after the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Tamanite, I am angry with you and with your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately about me, as my servant Job has. So, Take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering. God will compel your enemies to come and beg you with an offering. Yeah. For yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you. When they come, pray for them, okay? My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer <laughs> on your behalf. Eliphaz said, God, can't I pray in my house? Can't I just sort it out in my house? God says, no, take an offering and meet that boy. 
if he pray for you, and you'll be fine. And I will accept his prayer on your behalf. I will not treat you as you deserve, because you actually deserve to be slapped in the first. But I will not treat you as you deserve. For you have not spoken accurately about me, as my servant Job has. So Heliphaz the Tamanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Nemathite did as the Lord commanded them. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored Job's fortunes. Can you see the double-edged sword? In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. When you recover, as we learned in the video, you recover far more than you lost. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. So God said to, to, to Job's um, friends that were just talking anyhow, go and beg him. Take this offering. He will pray for you and I will hear you. Meanwhile, it was Job God wants to help. So, some of us, God is saying to us, forgive that person. They've come to beg you, pray for them. You're saying no, no. You don't know that in praying for them is your own recovery. Your recovery is hidden in your praying for them. You see, people have said to me, I mean, some, I mean many times, not even once, but every time, ah, pastor, you're trying, you know. You mean that person, you can still pray for that person. You can still, if it were me, if the person comes back to apologize, I'm going to slap his face. I laughed. I said, God doesn't work like that. You have to pray for them. And in that prayer, Job didn't know he was doing himself a favor. He wasn't doing them a favor. When you forgive people, you are not doing them a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. Job's recovery was tied to his intercession for his friends. Job made heaven smile on his friends. And inevitably, heaven smiled on Job. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Amen. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. That's how it works. Which was why I was really glad. I mean, honestly, at the at the vigils, at the number of people that came forward, this basket is, is there's a lot of paper in there. It was almost full, it's compacted now. So it tells me that there are the people of God's baby house, we care about the people in our lives. We want God to touch them. We are praying for our, our friends. Guess what? It means that you will experience full recovery. In the mighty name of Jesus. I was, I was really excited. I see people walking forward. It's too late now. I say, Pastor, can I bring my own? No. It's closed. <laughs> Everybody that put a name in this basket, the God of heaven will restore you twice. Amen. All that you have lost. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Because simply put, that's what intercession is. Intercession is not just prayer. Intercession is using your influence for the benefit of another. That's, that's intercession. Intercession is using your influence for the benefit of another. If, if your influence is, um, you, you can get somebody a job and you just 
put in a call, send an SMS, and the person got the job, you have interceded because the job was given to the person. Yes, the person qualified. Obviously, there are 10,000 of other people that qualify. But because of your intercession, the person got the job. God will restore you. Amen. That's how it works. God will restore you. Second assignment, homework number two. Read 1 Samuel 30. The story that I cannot get tired of reading. One of those stories. By the time you get to verse 7 to 8, David wanted to be stoned down. down. Stay with me. His boys wanted to stone him. And David said to Abiathar, give me the ephod. And he wore the ephod. And he inquired of the Lord. And I says, shall I pursue? And God said, pursue. But for you will surely overtake. And without fail, David, you will recover all. God has spoken. When you get to verse 11 to 17, David, on his way to pursuing, they've taken his two wives and everything he had. He saw some guy about to die on the road. I mean, who has time for somebody that's about to die when you are still chasing the people that are, I mean, have taken your, 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 your children, your, your wife, everything you, you had, but not David. David understood the principle of intercession. I want recovery. I am chasing recovery. And this guy is about to die. I can recover him. And when I recover him, God will make happen for me what I make happen for another. Praise the name of the Lord. So David fed him and recovered him. And guess what? It was that same boy that showed them where David's family had been taken. How come that? That probably explains why a lot of us, we have a word from God. God has spoken to David. You will recover all. But God disguised a little Egyptian boy on the road. And many times you're like, but God, you said I will recover, and I'm not recovered. God said you ignored the solution. The principle of intercession. God will make happen for you what you make happen for others. It's powerful. And by the time you get to verse 18, David, he says, and David recovered a few and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing, nothing lacking. By the time today is over, nothing will be lacking in your life. Yeah. That has not been recovered in the mighty name of Jesus. Nothing lacking of them. Neither small nor great. Neither sons nor daughters. Neither spoil nor anything that they are taking from them. David recovered all. The principle of intercession. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Principle number three. 
How many did I say would? Four. Okay, cool. I was trying to sneak in one more. But I'll stay. <laughs> principle number four. The principle <laughs> number three. Okay, that was not intentional. The principle of supernatural touch. The principle of supernatural touch. And this is so powerful. We've distilled them down to four principles because I don't want it to, I want to get the four and operate them and you will see full recovery. Principle of supernatural touch. Herod has just killed James. And this same Herod, because it pleased the people, took Peter. And because there was a feast in Israel, he locked Peter up. And while he locked Peter up, the church began to pray for Peter. And this happened. Verse 7, Acts 12. Then suddenly there was a bright light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter and struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off from his wrist. Peter was changed between two bodyguards, armed soldiers. Changed between two armed soldiers. There was the gate and there were soldiers. And the angel came and touched Peter. The angel touched Peter and Peter's chain fell off. Why did the angel touch the chains? Why didn't the angels first kill the guards? You know, he could have. Sometimes God works that way. But you see, the, the principle of supernatural church is that don't worry about your problems. If only God can touch you. Your problems will fade away. That's the principle of supernatural touch. Let's give God a big hand for that. So, so the chains, the circumstances, your situation, they are doing their job. They are doing their job. The gods, they are doing their job. They are doing what they are supposed to do. That God will lay hands on you. And you will watch the chains fall off your hands and feet. Amen. You will watch the guards sleep like dead stones. Amen. If there's anything like that. Oh, that God will lay his hands upon you today. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So you must be empowered. You must be empowered. The chains are there because you need a church. If you are empowered, which you are going to be empowered today, the chains will fall off by themselves. In fact, the, if you read further, not only did the chains fall off, when they walked towards the gates, what happened to the gates? The gates opened 
of their own accord. Because God will lay his hands upon you, the chains will fall off from your hands and the gates will open of their own accord. So, it is you that God wants to touch. Many of us want God to touch our problems. But God wants to touch you. We want God to touch the guards. Oh, God to touch that auntie in the village that is, is a certified witch. She has a certificate. If only God can strike her down. I know I will have peace. God says, no, I don't want to strike her down. I want to touch you. It's you I want to strike. In fact, the angel smote Peter. If only I can touch you. If only I can touch you, they will not be able to touch you. If only I can touch you. If only I can touch you. If only I can touch you. The gates will open of their own accord. A popular scripture we know, Psalm Isaiah 10, 27. Isaiah 10, 27. The word of God says in Isaiah 20, 10, 27, 10, 27, when the time comes, which is now. Do you receive that? All the weight of Assyria will be lifted off, off your shoulders. Its yoke will be removed from your neck. And the burden of their assaults and demands will evaporate. And you will be free. Yeah. You know, when you look at that scripture in KJV, it shows us clearly what happens. It says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. If you look at NIV, it says, the yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. The yoke will be broken because God has touched you. You are anointed. You have grown so fat. The yoke busts open. Do you know that is better than God touching the, the yoke and destroying the yoke? Because when you grow so fat, you become unyokeable. So not only will the yoke that is currently present not stay, Subsequent one cannot be put on you. Amen. Only if God will touch you today. Amen. And he will. Amen. Only if you will cooperate with God today. And you will. Amen. So you see, your life is going to change. So you want God to touch the yoke, but God is saying, I want to touch you. Ezekiel that we saw, that saw the hopeless situation of the dry bones. When God wanted to resolve that issue, verse 1 of Ezekiel 37, amazing what happened there. The Lord took hold of me. The first thing God will do, if he wants to give you a lasting solution, is to take hold of you. The Lord took hold of me. Number four. So number one is what? The principle of Repentance. Number two, the principle of intercession. Number three, the principle of supernatural touch. Number four, finally, 
the principle of gratitude. The principle of gratitude. I mean, the story we refer to in Luke 17, 11 to 19. And it came to pass as they went from Jerusalem that they passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, they met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was the Samaritan. And Jesus said, answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found to return glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, because you have come back, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Now there's some debate whether that your faith has made you whole means the man's hand grew back. I would like to believe so. <laughs> because it was leprous. Or not. But regardless of whether that is the case or not. He got an additional blessing from Jesus. True or false? So he came. He thanked him. Jesus was happy with him. Jesus was glad that he came. And Jesus pronounced a blessing upon him. And that brought full recovery. Every time. We are big on testimonies in Gospel House. For, I mean, this and many other reasons. Every time God heals you moves in your direction, does something for you. He doesn't demand it, but he expects it. Did Jesus say that when you see that you are healed, come back and thank me? He didn't say that. He says, go, show yourself to the priest. So even though he didn't say that, when Jesus is saying, where are the nine? I mean, you read in that scripture, could you say, oh, oh, you are the one that sent them to the priest? So you could say, Jesus, you sent them to the priest. But Jesus is saying, no, even though I send them to the priest, I expect that they have some own training, that they will come back and thank me. Jesus, that is. And the guy got his full recovery. Sometimes, we don't get the overflow because we are not grateful. We are not grateful enough. A story that I I read some time ago, shared it severally, of a man that took his son to get fries. Fries is what we call chips. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and he got the boy fries. Jumbo pack. And he sat across his son as the boy was, you know, buffing his fries. And the man wanted to enjoy, you know, koinonia, fellowship with his boy, you know, and he stretched forth his hands to take 
some of the fries. Let me just enjoy it. And the boy hits the father's hand, and he was damn serious. I said, no, dad, don't touch it. That is my fry. And many of you, you had your children do that to you. <laughs> this is my fries, dad. And many things can go through the father's mind. The father's story goes that he said he said to the boy, I can buy you three more packs of fries. In fact, I can baptize you in fries. You're eating ordinary fries. I can buy you chicken to go with it. I can buy you turkey to go with it. In fact, the man that was actually a wealthy man, I can brand these fries and call it junior fries. <laughs> Many times, we kick at the source, not knowing that when God gives you one, there's hundred from where that one is coming from. So when God gives you one, go before God and thank Him. And when you do that, heaven will take note of you. And we say, oh, after every God will be service, this boy always comes back, always rolls on the floor, always thanks me. Some people, after every God will service, they are asking, texting, Pastor, when is the next God will be service? Because I have things to sort out. <laughs> I kid you not, I get those kind of messages. I'm like, but we just finished one. Shall we, y'all? You know, as in, have mercy. You know what goes into one? The point is this we should respond with gratitude. And today, because you are a grateful child of God, I prophesy that you will walk in full recovery in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, I am grateful. I am grateful. Oh, God. oh, God. So we see that when you get full recovery, you begin to gain lost ground. You will be the talk of the town. Your sicknesses will not only be healed, you will be made whole. And by that, I mean both physical sicknesses, emotional sicknesses, spiritual sicknesses. And if you are the last, you will be the first. So the question is, are you going to cooperate with God? Or are you not? God is set to change your life and to take you to that place of full recovery. Are you cooperating? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Which door of repentance are you going to take? Are you going to take the first door? Or are you going to take the second door? Which door are you going to take? God is calling you. You're saying, Pastor, 
I need to come to God today. Yeah, I'm close to church, but I'm far from God. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not born again. Or I used to be born again, but pastor, ah, I don't know what happened. You pray with me. I want to pray with you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I want to cooperate with God. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. Now put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well. God bless you. If I put it up, put it up. Well over your head. God bless you. That is me. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Over here. Keep the hands up. I'm going to pray with you shortly. God bless you. Right there. That's me. God bless you. Right there. At the overflow. Do we have an overflow? Okay. At, at the overflow. Great. Lift up your hands at the overflow. In Calabar, lift up your hand. In Cape Town, lift up your hands. They will respond to you. I want to cooperate with God. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Shoot it up. God bless you. Right there at the back. At the back. At the back. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Right there. Right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I want to cooperate with God. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. Right there at that corner. Keep the hands up. They're going to give you a card. If you don't have a card, wave your hands until they see you. Wave until they... God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Right there. That is me. God bless you. I see that hand. Keep it, keep it up. I see that hand. God bless you. At the overflow, keep that hand up. God bless you. I see that hand at the overflow. God bless you. Keep it up. They're picking you up. I see, I, keep the hands up and take the card. Are you wondering? You're like, God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I see that hand. Keep that hand up. God bless you. At the back, at the overflow, right at the back. I see that hand. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I need to cooperate with Jesus today. I'm far from God. I need to come back from God. Are you here and you're still wondering, should I make this call? Should I not? Put up the hand. God is waiting for you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Right there. That is you. Keep the, keep the hands up. That's you. Right there in that corner. That's you. Keep the hands up. That is me. That is me. God bless you. God bless you, my, my brother. Right there. That is me. That is me. Keep the hands up. That is me. Oh, God bless you. Right there. I want to cooperate with God. I'm going to experience full recovery today. I'm about to make the second call. If you need to put your hand up, this is the time. Keep it up. Now, if you put up your hand, God bless you right there, my sister. God bless you. If you, if you need to put up your hand, if you need to, if you put up your hand and you have the card, wherever you are, I want you to get up and come to the altar of God. Your miracle will be number one. <laughs> In fact, you are ushers, let's help them. You have to know, ushers, you have to know where you are giving the card to. Let's help them. From the overflow, let's come. God bless you, sir. Get up and make your way forward. Come to God's altar. Yeah, come. Come to God's altar. Let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. My sister, over there, get up, get up, get up. Come, come, come. My brother, get up, get up. Usher, help them, help them, help them. You know who you gave the card to, help them. It can be a very confusing moment. Yes, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. 
God bless you. Make your way forward. Make your way forward. From the overflow, we are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Heaven is excited. Keep coming, my sister. You are welcome, my sister. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Get up, my brother. Don't sit down. Get up. What you are saying? I didn't get the card. Can I still come out, Pastor? Yes, you can. You can get up now and come forward. I don't have a card. Yes, you can get up and come forward. Jesus, I'm surrendering. God bless you, my sister. Keep coming. Keep coming. God bless you, my sister. From the overflow, we are waiting for you. God bless you. Keep coming, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. Make your way forward. Make your way forward. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. In Calabar, your pastors are going to respond to you. In Cape Town, your pastors are responding to you. Keep coming forward. God bless you. Let's, let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. Let's encourage them. Made up, I made up my mind. You're welcome, you're welcome. Keep coming. If you are still sitting down and you are in the overflow, get up and come. Get up and come. Get up and come. God bless you, God bless you, my brother. Keep coming, God bless you, my brother. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. God bless you, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.